Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hey there, welcome back to another episode of the CHGO Bears podcast presented by PointsBet. Use promo code CHGO when you sign up to get two risk-free bets up to $2,000. And how's it going, everybody? Will DeWitt, Greg Braggs, and Jake Flanagan here to do a special evening edition of the CHGO Bears podcast. And we have a lot to get to here today discussing more about this Bears that amazing win that we saw yesterday in the sloppy conditions at Soldier Field. Can't wait to talk about it with the guys. But first, I just want to make sure everyone knows that I am sipping on the Kool-Aid here this evening. <laughs> I'm not going to chug the Bears Kool-Aid. It's a little premature for that, but I will be sipping on it. And I think I do, it's it's well worth it. Uh, they've proved enough that I can at least break it out, sip on it throughout this episode. But before we get into the content here today, uh, we have two major announcements. I think we need to get here first and I want to begin we're talking about yesterday's game with this amazing shirt that we came out with earlier here today this QB slide shirt so it's bad. just so isn't that so awesome guys like look at that like the artwork and for us to turn that around literally bef- less than 24 hours like that makes me so proud to be here yeah it's amazing I mean to have that kind of design come out less like you said less than 24 hours before the game uh ends I mean it's an iconic moment already in Bears history, Soldier Field's history. You know, all this talk about going to the Dome. And then you realize when you have a moment like that, like you'll never have a moment like that in the Dome. And I hate because we're giving Mark Carmen more more fuel to the fire, you know, even though we're all leaving him for dead at Soldier Field. It's, it's at the same time when you have an amazing moment like that in the weather, bear weather, as it were, uh, it's hard to deny, you know, how special those things can be. And, you know, it can become even more special if this foundation of the team can turn into something. But regardless, in its singular moment, just an amazing, amazing moment for the fans at Soldier Field. Yeah. And so definitely check that shirt out over at the CHGO locker or, and maybe better yet, you do know that if you use our points bet code CHGO and you make a first time bet of $50 or more, not only do you get those two risk-free bets up to $2,000 that I mentioned, but you also get a free annual membership to the CHGO community. And that of course allows you to get a free shirt of your choice. And you better believe you can choose that awesome QB slide shirt too. So definitely you know, partake, either go get the shirt or sign up for a membership and you get a free shirt along the way. So there's a few different ways you can get that thing. And uh, I already placed my order. It took me a matter of three minutes after that shirt came out before I placed my order. And I know it's been catching fire everywhere, but that's just one announcement to start the show. We have another one. I'm going to hand it over to Jake here because we want you to come join us before this Bears Texans game for a tailgate. And Jake has all the details and I can't wait to hear them. Yeah, we're, we're very excited for this one. Uh, carry off the momentum from the home opening win. And hopefully here in Green Bay, they can continue that momentum into the next home game when Lovey returns to Chicago. So everyone needs to come out to our official CHGO Bears tailgate. Um, join us for our very first official CHGO Bears tailgate ahead of the Bears-Texans game on Sunday, September 25th. There'll be a four-hour pregame party that begins at 8 a.m. and goes all the way to kickoff. For our exclusive, all-inclusive tailgate experience, it'll be at the corner of Michigan and Roosevelt and will feature a top-rated food truck, 
brews, booze, games, and music from a local DJ for only $34. And the lot's just less than 15 minutes of a walk through Soldier Field, or to Soldier Field through Grant Park. Um, limited parking upgrades are also available, but they, those are going fast, so you're going to want to hurry there. And if you want to bear down at the biggest and best party in the Windy City, go to allchto.com to reserve your spot now or click the link in the description below for more info. I'll be there. Braggs, I know you'll be there. Will, I think you and Nick may stop by before you go to the Bears game if it works out. And there should be uh, a lot of people from CHGO there. So we can't wait to see a lot of people um, on all you Bears fans there, no matter what happens this week in Green Bay. But I think we're all pretty bullish for a Bears win. A little bit. One of my favorite things since I started podcasting on the Chicago Bears is just meeting listeners and people of our audience and coming to join us for a tailgate with all of the festivities that Jake just outlined. I think it would be a great time for us. And actually, why am I saying this? Greg, you're the tailgate expert. Are we doing this right? Yeah, yeah we're going to do it right for sure. I mean, it's our first one. So, you know, it, just like the Bears, brick by brick, as I like to say, is the, the resident bricklayer here at CHGO. Um, you know, by the end of the year, we're going to have a whole house, but the first one's going to be really, really great, really special. And I know we're going to have a big showing and, and I know a lot of fans are excited about it. I've already talked to more than a few people that have uh, DM me about coming out. So, uh, yeah, I'm excited to see everyone and, and, and meet everyone. Cause, uh, like I said, tailgating and, and football are synonymous. So, this only feels right to be doing this. And that's, and that's what I love about, you know, being with you guys here at CHGO, all this stuff from the merchandise to the tailgate events, to the, the coverage and everything else. It's, it's awesome. And we're just trying to do everything we can to give the fans the best possible, you know, stuff you can have in the city of Chicago, as far as sports coverage. So I'm happy to be a part of it. And I'm excited to see everyone. That's September 25th. If that is Lovey Smith's reunion or come return to Soldier Field and, uh, I can't wait for him to see what these new look bears are all about. I think it's going to remind him a lot about what he built here in Chicago, you know, a decade plus ago. Jake, I'm, excited to get on the, I'm excited to get on the boards. You know, I seen the boards in the studio actually oh. threw a couple bags. So they got the CHGO custom made boards, got the city of Chicago flag ones too. Um, so when you get out there, if you want to try to take your shot at the King, because I'm already <laughs> crowning myself before we even get a match in, but I'm I'm ready to take anybody's anybody's money if you want to throw a little side side bet in there. I like it. I like the confidence there. I don't I don't <laughs> know if I'm uh, going to be able to match your skills with bags, but I'll do my best. But one thing I was just going to say to wrap this part of it up, but I, I mean we're going to keep hitting this home for the next couple of weeks because we want everyone to be there. Um, you know, Will, you were lucky enough to go to the Bears game. Braggs, you were at part of the Bears game, and then you were in the studio for post game. You know, I was at home and I was thinking about this, like the last few years and, and everything, everything a lot of people uh, went through, if you guys can hear me there. We, yeah, we hear, hear you. Me. You're good. You hear me. You just can't see me. Um, <laughs> let's see here. There we go. I'm back. But just like that, sometimes we were kind of in the dark, right? And you're kind of watching the Bears game at home or maybe you didn't get out as much. And I think this is something for me, I'm really looking forward to, to connecting with the fans and when you if you enjoy a Bears game where you're at home by yourself or with uh, your family, just imagine with maybe a couple hundred Bears fans how exciting you know, getting ready to go to a Bears game or maybe afterwards heading to a bar if you don't have tickets to the game. That's fine, too. So it's, we're open to everyone who wants to come, and, and that's a big part of this. And, and, I'm and ready to talk some Bears The one-stop shop aspect of it for me as a tailgater, you know, that's huge. Yeah. Being able to park, you have the ability to park. Yes, there are limited spaces, so get on it while you can. But, you know, food and beverage with that comes with the ticket, you know, as you got to bring all that stuff. Well, now you just have to bring yourself and that makes it so much easier for the tailgate experience. Then you just go to the game and be done with it. So that, that that's huge. Yeah, see, so we're doing the hard work for you to allow you to have a good time and enhance your game day experience. I love that perspective, Greg. And again, I called you the tailgate expert, and there you are already proving me right. So you're making me look smarter here, and uh, I think that's a great way to start this show. But guys, I want to get into some Bears talk here. Uh, I know a lot of people are excited. Uh, if you're in the comments here, I'll be asking some questions, and I want to get your you know opinions and input in the chat as well. I'm running things behind the scenes. I'm producing and hosting. So if you have an awesome comment, I'm throwing it up on the screen. But guys, I want to talk about Justin Fields. He is the headline of tonight's episode. And 
I'm just curious your thoughts about how much growth did we see? Obviously, we knew his rookie season was full of ups and downs, and we also kind of discussed throughout all of offseason, like, he was really set up to fail. It was really immediate. Like, you can tell last year, that first half, it wasn't great. Only five, uh, three of nine, 19 yards and interception. Things look bleak. Halftime, halftime adjustments. Second half, five of eight, 102 yards, two touchdowns. That's a 40% touchdown rate. That is tremendous. I just want to know, like, what kind of growth did you see from Fields, whether it's on the field, off the field? I saw him give the game ball to Ryan Poles and Matt Eberflus, which to me, uh, I think signals a lot about what who he is as a leader and also his relationship with two of the most important guys in his franchise right now. And Greg, I'll go over to you first. I'm just curious, how much growth have we seen from Justin Fields in just this very first week? Um, you know, it's extremely early, right, to, to make any grand proclamations to his development. Uh, but you certainly saw a different demeanor. I mean, how how defeated did they feel as a team and as a quarterback last year at times with a, you know, a head coach, you know, looking at the door on his way out, halfway foot halfway out the door. Now you have a totally different feel and energy to this team and a buy-in uh, to the culture and the system that they're trying to implement defensively and offensively. And I think that's what you see here, you know, from what you hear in the press conferences. And then at the end, you know, like I said, I, I haven't seen Justin feel so happy when he is sliding through the water. And now we got the shirt, you know, uh, for fans to commemorate the moment, but that's, that's, you don't have that moment without that kind of feel. Now, as far as play on the field, there was a lot of ups and downs. I mean, you know, he, the first half was a struggle for everyone, wide receivers, tight ends, quarterbacks, offensive line, even play calling. Then the second half, as you you know mentioned it, it was a complete turnaround, but there was some silver linings too. I mean, um, some penalties on the 49ers and, and they only have themselves to blame about those stupid penalties, keeping drives alive, it, particularly that first touchdown to Dante Pettis. They get a face mask call on a third down, which extends that drive or else they're punting and they're already down 10, nothing at that point. And so, and then also on that same drive, he almost throws an interception on a comeback route to um, um, Pettis again, uh, coming across the field in motion pre-snap. So there's a, still a lot of growth and that's a good thing, right? Because I said, Last year, he only really had one it moment, and it was in the second half against the Steelers in a loss on the primetime stage. And I was like, I need like eight or nine it moments this year to deem this the next step up in his progression and, you know, and to deem this, a, you know, the, a good developmental process for Justin. Well, guess what? That wasn't it moment. So he, he, it, it was, they're down 10. They're in the monsoon. He didn't play well and he didn't blink. He made the plays that he had to, yeah. to win the game. And that in and of itself is a great step in the right direction. But are we going to proclaim that his growth is where it needs to, you know, be no, he he's got more steps to take. They've got a lot to clean up and let's hope it's a dry game next Sunday night. And we can see a little more from this offense. No, absolutely. Absolutely. Actually, uh, you know, this is a year in, uh, that was pretty much for Justin, the 2021 quarterback class tour uh, outside of Trevor Lawrence. We already knocked one off here in Trey Lance. Jake, you saw Trey, you saw Justin. Do you think the Bears got the right guy between the two? Are you happy with Justin? Absolutely. I mean, the Bears have the right guy. And I think we'll know over the course of this season and into the future years, you know, why. Um, he was selected and why he will eventually go down as, as maybe the best quarterback in this class. I mean, people right now are going to say Trevor Lawrence is the guy. And and I think that's probably the right thing to say right now and given the opportunity, but um, with, with Justin Fields, if you're talking about growth, I would say for me, I'm not necessarily looking exactly at what his individual performance or stats are. I'm looking at the growth of this team, the growth of this team, the success of this team, how this team plays, obviously, Ryan Poles and Matt Eberflus are a big part of that. I think right after them, Justin Fields is the next person in line that determines how good this team can be. I don't know if this team's a great team yet. Um, I don't think they're a bad team, though. So I like that. I think this is a good team that has the, the signs of being a great team. And I, that may not translate to wins necessarily, 
but I don't think it's going to translate to uh, mountains of losses. And that gives me hope for this season compared to maybe how I felt even a week ago. Okay. You said great team. Let me sip the Kool-Aid real quick. <laughs> yeah, me too. Me too. <laughs> and again, I'm not saying translating to wins necessarily right. or a playoff team or like, you know, an MVP season, obviously. All I'm saying is they're showing the signs of being a great team by being disciplined, yep. by playing hard, by not giving up, by believing in each other, by being together. And that's what we talked about in the preseason and in the offseason of what we wanted. So that's what I love to see. And in, in, in addition to what Braggs is saying is his ceiling is so high and and everything was against him being a success in that game. When, you know, when he's walking into the locker room at halftime, I think most people are thinking, shit, this is not good. Right. Yep. And, and he may have been one of those people too, but I don't think he was, I think he was thinking we've got him right where we want him. And I think that's how this bears team is, is wired. And that's their DNA. Now when they come back out in the second half and they, they, they believe in each other, they held in there, they, they fought strong and, and they did what they did. And that's different than what I think, we've been used to the last few sitting there in the stands at halftime with my buddy junior i i said that i'm, I'm like well how is he supposed to develop if he doesn't have time to throw? <laughs> right. you know he doesn't right. have receivers to throw to and then he showed us in the second half by making plays on his own rolling out making the pass rusher miss and then all of a sudden Dante pettis wide open on the other side of the field that's the kind of dynamic playmaking ability that justin fields has that separates himself from guys like trevor lawrence or, or other quarterbacks in the league just one note, and then we'll move on here in this discussion uh, about Justin Fields and some growth I've seen during my rewatch here today, by the way, in allcco.com. I'm uh, publishing tomorrow morning, bright and early, 8 a.m. My rewatch revelations is already for you. And if you're listening to this on Tuesday morning, head over there now and read it. Uh, it's some really good stuff in there, but I'll give you a little nugget. Uh, so rewatching it, just how he was able to utilize his legs, which we know he can do. We saw that last year. But his ability to kind of like feel the pressure in the pocket later on in the game, of course, early on, I think collapsed too soon. But I thought his ability to feel pressure, evade it, and keep his eyes downfield was much improved compared to last year. There are too many times last year where he would – I don't think he would have found Dante Pettis last year. I think he would have tucked that ball and ran, but he was able to keep those eyes up and found that open man downfield. And I like when I saw him open – I was like, oh, please see it, please see it, and he did. And again, I don't think he would have last year. And also his ability and his wherewithal to really try to avoid the, the contact this year. That was one thing that last year he did was took too many hits, but he was sliding, he was running out of bounds, and those are things we need. We need him to be able to stay healthy. We need that longevity. We need him out there, and that team needs him out there. So for him to avoid pressure, avoid contact and keep his eyes downfield. I think that was one key area of his game that I saw demonstrable growth from. And I'm hoping that he can just continue to build off of that foundation. Now, a lot of his, I guess, big plays came late as we know, and they're just kind of like one to Pettis, one to EQ, one to Pringle. But outside of that, you didn't see the tight ends get involved at all. Zero catches from tight ends in this game. And actually at halftime, there's only three receptions and he went to running backs and all those were pretty much at the line of scrimmage. And that was primarily protection, but also from my vantage point in the box, there just wasn't a lot of separation at all downfield uh, with all the talk about this bears wide receiver group. And, you know, the national narrative being the lack of talent. Are you guys concerned about like the fact that the receivers couldn't get involved or is it more weather conditions and you're waiting to see what they can accomplish with more of like a, you know, like a standard atmosphere to play football in Greg, I'm just curious, like, should we hit the panic button yet or no? I mean, you know, separation certainly seemed to be an issue. Now cutting on that kind of a surface is going to be an issue for them. But at the same time, you, you know, you want to see better separation. I mean, Darnell Mooney, had trouble shaking loose on Ward. Ward was sticking to everybody on any kind of deep route. You know, that safety was flying all over the place, reading the play before it happened for the 49ers. He did, he did an incredible job. Um, you know, and I, I said at one point watching the telecast where it said first time since 1991 that the Bears had no catches by a tight end or a wide receiver. And it always blows my mind that the Chicago Bears can find a way to break a record that of of ineptitude every yeah. single year there's a new record that we've never seen before last year it was against the browns and the total yards and every year there's a different example i don't know how the bears like you'd think they'd have already hit every one of these records by now 
but yet they found a way again. And then, but to do it while coming back in a win certainly uh, makes it more palatable, but no, I'm a little concerned as far as, you know, the receivers being able to get good separation. Valus Jones returning, I think is going to be a big key in that. I saw him at camp and, and I'm very high on Valus and what his role is going to be on this team. Go ahead, Jake. Uh, Braggs, you're going to have a Valus Jones Jr. jersey, just like you had a Devin Hester jersey his rookie year, right? You're going to be the guy who says, I told you so on Valus Jones Jr. Yeah, I'm excited about him. I mean, like I said, there's those you-know-it-when-you-see-it kind of guys. And um, Tariq Cohen checked that box for me. Devin Hester checked that box for me. And when I saw Valus Jones at camp, he had that same kind of wow factor. So, you know, I'm no football official, you know, expert. You know, I'm a fan in the stands, and I always will be. I know what I see though. I've been going to camps for a long time yeah. and you can see the difference in players and what their abilities are. And Valus Jones has that ability. So excited, hoping he can be ready for this Sunday night primetime game against the Green Bay Packers. And maybe we'll get a little more separation, which changes the complexion of how a defense yeah. is going to play Darnell Mooney and Cole Komet. You know, I think Cole Komet got a, uh, you know, I think everyone was kind of hard on him. You know, he, no, he didn't have a good game, and we want him to have better production. But you also have to take into account how much they're using the tight end to block and chip. Yeah. There was a lot of – if they're not just staying in and blocking completely, just watching the game back a couple times over the last day, uh, a lot of delayed blocking where they block and then spill out. And Justin Fields was having a tendency of looking downfield and ignoring that open – you know, you know, tight end, you know, emergency route. And, and he could have hit that more than a few times and, and maybe Cole Komet comes up with a catch. Uh, the Darnell Mooney interception, the bad one that Justin Fields threw into triple coverage, Cole Komet was wide open in the flat. And then also uh, one time at the end of the first half, Justin Fields threw it right at Cole Komet's feet. I don't know if it really would have went for yards, but those are also components in the reasoning of why Cole Komet didn't have the game that he necessarily wanted to. But you know, he's had a great preseason. He had a very good training camp. So I'm not going to uh, bail out just yet in the possibility of him having his breakout year like we he needs to have. For sure. For sure. Jake, out of all those players that step up in the second half and made a play, whether it be Pettis, EQ, uh, Pringle had a nice 22-yarder as well. Was there a player right now that you're like maybe higher on? Like, you know, Greg is along the lines of me. Uh, I've been on the Bayless Jones hype train since the pre-draft. I had him on my mock draft, and I'm so happy he's here. Same thing with Dominic Robinson, by the way. Feeling pretty pretty good about that mock draft. Like, as time goes on, I'm like, oh, that's pulled, pretty great. Man. You that's and right. I know. You I need know to get do. in contact, and, uh, you know, like, we can just – I mean, I guess we're just our brave, our brains already instinct as it is. Exactly, exactly. But, Jake, is there anyone that you're uh, higher on than others? Yeah, David Montgomery. And and I know that this is like maybe I'm getting in on this at the ground floor here because he didn't have a great week, right? What I feel confident about is Darnell Mooney, Cole Komet, and David Montgomery will not combine to have as bad of a game as they just did in week one the rest of the season. I think that's a pretty easy thing to say, right? They combined for, what, one reception and not a whole lot on the ground um, from Montgomery. And, and Herbert was probably the standout back, right? Um, I just feel like with what this um, scheme will be and the, and the focus of the offense on the run game against different teams, I think that Montgomery is going to have a great season. I think that the, the line is going to find their way. And, and both him and Herbert should have good seasons. And, and I'll say this, too. I love Ebner. I just don't want to get on that, that train quite yet. He may be a year away. But I, that guy is Limit, – he's got, he's got a little Matt Forte light version in him that I could totally see if it works out, you know, in, in time. But, but for right now, I think Montgomery is going to have a great year. And I think this week one was just – a bad circumstance. Well, he better because I got him on three of my four fantasy teams. Jake. <laughs> my, I'm getting my ass whooped by the, my teams this year or this week. So, and I was champ last last year. So I got to defend the crown. Man, it's hard. Uh, I'm sure Greg, maybe not so much for you, but at least for me, like when I'm so micro focused about the Bears on Sunday, and I, I have a little bit of a commute, as we all know. Like I had no idea what happened in the league. Like I got home and I had to throw an NFL network. Like, okay, what else actually happened? Because I have no clue. Right. Couldn't even check my fantasy teams. I was I'm losing in the actual CCO. Like our staff won. It's a very <laughs> close one too. So that's upsetting. But all right, 
We're going to call a break here. Uh, up next, we're going to be talking about some young guys stepping up here on this team. We've talked about a few, but there's a handful of others. And that's a real big theme coming out of yesterday's win. But first, uh, we have a couple of messages to share over to you. And I'm going to begin with PointsBet. This football season, PointsBet is bringing you a better way to bet on live games, which means before this ad is over, you can place a live same-game parlay. By, by the way, the Monday night game is going on like right now, so you literally could. You can bet on the next drive to be a touchdown and cash out in your live second half over bet. With points bet, you have access to more live football markets than ever before. Build the perfect live same-game parlay by combining your favorite bets anytime during the game, including spreads, totals, player props, and more. Choose the outcome of the next drive and next points with points bet lightning bet. So whether you are on the move or on the couch, do it live on points bet. Download the points bet app today. Use that code CHGO when you sign up and you'll get your two risk-free bets up to $2,000. You get that free membership. Get that free shirt of the QB1 slide. It's all great stuff here. And if you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER for crisis counseling and referral services. I want to tell you a little bit about Game Time tickets. The Game Time is the hottest new ticketing site that makes it easier than ever to score the best deals on tickets to sports, concerts, and shows. Have you ever dreamed of sitting in a seat that you've never thought you could, maybe at the 50-yard line or courtside, behind home plate, floor seats at a concert, um, it's possible with the Game Time app. You see, it's the biggest and best last-minute price drop site that you can go to. That app has it all. It can be found on the seats that you thought you'd never buy. You won't find a better deal this season for the Bears or any of the other teams here in town. It's created by fans for the fans, and it guarantees the lowest price. So if you love CHGO, then you'll love game time. And the best way to support us is by buying your tickets through the link in the description below. Join over 15 million people who have downloaded the game time app and score the best seats for all of your favorite events. Great stuff there. I've heard a lot of people since we talked about game time, really just, I guess, just joyful about their experience with them. I haven't used them yet. I'm hoping to use it here soon. I'm going in the press box. I don't get to go to the bears games yet. Greg, I don't know about your situation, but game time may be something to look into here. Uh, but guys, it is time to talk about some of these young guys. Before we do, I just want to let you know, if you're watching this right now and you haven't smashed that like button, like do it right now. And, and then from there, we'll we'll move on. But I'll wait. No, I'm kidding. Let's get going. Young guys stepping up. We saw a handful of guys doing it yesterday. Greg, did you buy that Jaquan Brisker jersey yet? I did not. I haven't had time in the slightest to do anything. I'm... Um... Still scrambling to make sure I get uh, an order in on that amazing um, uh, water slide CHGO shirt. Uh, not sure exactly how we're dubbing that shirt. Uh, QB slide. QB yeah. slide, water slide, QB slide is probably more apropos. Uh, but yeah, I worked in the rain this morning. Then when I got home after we got rained out, I broke down the game. I, I did homework for the first time since high school. To make sure I give the people a solid analysis, you know, as the fan in the stands, I got to make sure I dot all my I's and cross all my T's. But uh, no, I haven't had a chance to get the Brisker jersey, but I swear to God, I'll be getting one here soon. Uh, but uh, no, it, as far as the rookies, if that's what you're asking, I mean, wow, Ryan Poles, man, I cannot get over how great of a job he's doing so far from the draft to how he's handled some of the offseason issues with contract situations. And the Tevin Jenkins thing has certainly been interesting. And I just think Ryan Poles has just done such an incredible job and it starts with the rookies and uh, Jaquan Brisker with a huge tackle for loss to start the second half to hold, you know, the 49ers to a field goal, I think was a very underrated moment in that game because, you know, 10, nothing or 14, nothing can feel a little different as far as a confidence for a football team that's trying to find their way at that point, you know, Dominique Robinson flying around, you know, Matt Eberflus talked about the 90% guys. I think he gave 90% uh, yesterday as far as plays that he didn't loaf on. He was everywhere. So uh, those guys certainly stood out in a big way. Yes. Kyler Gordon got burned down the sidelines on one play. That's going to happen in the NFL but it's the totality of how you play in a game. Uh, you know, he played every snap as a rookie. Braxton Jones played every snap in a rookie. Was it pretty all the way through? No, but this is a fifth round pick going up against one of the best defensive lines in football. And Joey Bosa as well. One of the best players in the NFL, as far as pass rushers 
are concerned, you mentioned on Twitter, Will, uh, Trenton Gill had a really nice day, you know, handled a low snap. So across the board, these rookies really did a great job. But if we had to, you know, single out one, I mean, it's hard to really just, you know, put the, you know, emphasis on, you know, I just love Brisker so much, but how can you not be impressed with what his ability is? I mean, you know, it's, he, he was part, he was in on the fumble recovery that Jalen Jones poked out, but he was ready to put a hat on the ball too. And then, like I said, that big tackle for loss, just seeing him, like we were in the North end zone lined up in the box next to the other linebackers. He looks like another linebacker mm-hmm. and that can be very intimidating for a quarterback. So, um, Really excited about Jaquan Brisker. I just Mister Do It All. Whether he's in the box, he's out back. He's playing deep. Like he can make his presence felt anywhere, inside, yeah. lining up outside, man to man. Like he has such a wide breadth of skills that they're really just starting to tap into, and that's super exciting. Now, uh, with Dom Rob, I just wanted to mention. Like, I did a like an in depth analysis of him today because when I was watching it live yesterday, like really the only two things that stood out live were the second and a half. And those were key sacks, by the way, uh, as we've already mentioned in this episode, but there were other plays that really stood out, whether it be Trey Lance's third and 10 draw play where he recognized it, was able to spin off the tackle, chase him down from behind. He's punching at the football. Didn't notice that live. That's a hustle play. That's intensity. That's also trying to get the takeaways. And there's another one too, where he was lined up across the left tackle. He got, blocked outside the hash marks. Trey Lance scrambles to his right and Dominic Robinson chases this quarterback down all the way down the field and gets in on the tackle six yards downfield on the opposite sideline. You talked about the 90% club, which is players that uh, did not loaf at at least 90% of their snaps. There's no way Robinson was not a part of that club, which is rare. Coach Eberflus said last year there were only three or four Colts players that actually made it in that club at the end of the year. So it's very exclusive. I mean, I feel like Dominique Robinson's going to be one of those guys. He mentioned to me in the locker room uh, afterwards, like, it's not hard. This hits principle. You just hustle. You're focused. You have intensity. And that's why they drafted me because they know, like, I like to play that way. And that's why they brought in some of these other guys, too, whether it be the draft or free agency. Like, they have a type. We're building something here. And I liked hearing that from a player, too. Uh, Jake, I just wanted to kind of pass the baton down over to you sure. in that box. Uh, is there a well, rookie, you know, outside of Brisker or Dominique Robinson or really just a newcomer? It could be anybody. We saw Aquidi Mohammed, Mike Pennell, Armand Watts, who's like super new, like literally like within a week or so in this defense. But did someone stand out to you that you wanted to highlight? Yeah, I mean, I think both of those players are the ones that I kind of want to talk about for me. I want to give you credit first, though, too, because I thought the tweet that you had earlier or yesterday or this morning or whatever was really great too because it talked about the amount of snaps that Dom Rob had. So talk about that for a second. What is it? He didn't even have half of the amount of total defensive snaps. Right. He, did what, he maybe have been the defensive player of the game, right? Or he's up there one, two. It's, I mean, if you're looking for, you know, a snap by snap production basis, I think he has to be that. He only played on 40% uh, of the snaps and he was, of course, led the team in sacks with one and a half. And then he was second on the team with total tackles. He had seven total tackles on like 28 snaps. Roquan had nine total tackles and played so many more uh, snaps too for him to go out there. And if you look at some of the other players too, who played the same position, Robert Quinn, uh, Travis Gibson, Alquidi Muhammad, they didn't have nearly the same production. So it just shows that this kid is hustling around the field and making plays that some of these older veterans, you know, they aren't doing right now. I don't think it's because they're not capable. I literally think that Robinson is playing hungry and with a hundred percent motor and effort at all times. And that leads to good things. Like seeing him like punch that football at it, like, Lance, it almost came out. It literally did. Like he had to transfer it from one arm to the other to kind of hang on to that thing. And with the weather that we're having, like that ball could have easily been another turnover takeaway for the Bears. So yeah, that's that's a really good uh, point there, Jake. I should have mentioned that first. Thanks for making sure. Well, you made it. Yet. Yeah, but yeah, you made sure I didn't I, forget I, it. Yeah. You said that's it was right. yesterday, today. It's been two long ass days, guys. <laughs> that was this morning, and it feels like a lifetime ago. The one thing I wanted to point out, though, and you kind of made the the point there, it's. What I really like about some of the the mix of the young and old is I think a guy like Brisker compliments Eddie Jackson so well. And what you're seeing is like he almost is is maybe unlocking the old Eddie Jackson because he does all the things that Eddie Jackson doesn't do well, right? 
and that maybe frees Eddie to, to be maybe a better version of himself. And I know there's a lot that goes into that, right? We saw the, the, the play at the goal line and the, the angle and, and Eddie Jackson's not going to make that play on Debo maybe 10 out of 10 times. So, you know, that's to be expected, but Brisker is a guy who can lay the wood, but he's an also, he's also a playmaker, but I, I just like the mix of young and old, like Jalen Johnson. And then you've got Gordon. I just like that. I think Roquan, and then you, you've got the, the mix of, uh, of, of Robert Quinn with, with Dom Rob, who you said, like, I, I think that we're maybe overlooking the quality of, of two, three, four of those veteran players that, that goes with some of these young, hungry rookies that, you know, that, that could be it right there where, where maybe they, the bears weren't getting enough love on defense really to, to start the year. I mean, they, they, they could be pretty good. I mean, they could be pretty good. Am I right? I cannot disagree with you whatsoever. I thought they played a tremendous game uh, yesterday. First half, we all saw it. They were not put in a position to succeed. They had short field after short field to contend, and they held them to seven points. Coach Eberflus mentioned that was a huge talking point at halftime. Like, hey, guys, that was not ideal. And look, they only scored seven points. Like, hang your hats on that. Let's go out there and get at them. We have the mental stamina. We have the physical stamina. We're going to outwork them. And that really paid off down the stretch. That second half, to me, was inspiring. 28 plays, 74 yards, one punt force, one interceptions, and two turnovers on downs. Like, when the Bears had a lead and they had to protect it, they did not get passive. They got even more aggressive. And that's, you know, we talk about Coach Eberfoots and his defense. Talking about not getting credit, Coach Allen Williams should get a lot of credit for that yeah. defensive effort as well. He had those guys playing on all cylinders. There was actually one drive where the 49ers went. Uh, it was actually the first turnover on downs. They went 12 plays. And on those 12 plays, that's a lot of plays. Only 36 yards. Usually a 12 plays, like an 85-yard scoring drive or something right. like that. But they only got a couple first downs, and they had to earn each and every one yeah. of those yards. And uh, I think that's a testament of what this Bears defense is all about. That's a great point, though, on playing with the lead. And I know it didn't happen until later in the game, but I I love that feeling it gave me. I'm not saying it gave me complete 2018 vibes, but you know that feeling where you're like, it's like the finish him in Mortal Kombat kind of moment when well, you know like Roquan <laughs> or Eddie Jackson or something's good, someone's going to get an opportunity here and you can feel it. And as a fan, you love that. Like you, th this happens, the game is over. And like, if we can have that a handful of times this year, that's, that's going to, that's going to mean a lot for, well, for this team's to, success. And to jump on that point, it's almost more the Lovey Smith era vibes, right? Cause this mm -hmm. is the Lovey mm -hmm. Smith defense and the bend but don't break philosophy, the hits philosophy comes from that Marinelli, Lovey Smith tree, and that's kind of what they showed. And how many times in the Lovey Smith era did they win a game they had no business winning? Oh. You know, 2018, yeah, I mean, they were up a lot, and that's why Eddie Jackson was, you know, sniping balls and 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 getting sealing the win. But this team, this game was like very reminiscent of like a Monday Night Miracle where they've done nothing at halftime, and then all of a sudden. You know, they just find a way to win. And, and, and so that that's I think that's probably where I'd I'd push it, you know, is is it's reminiscent of those days a little bit, too. No, it really is. And really like watching it there. I know, Greg, you got to leave at halftime. And thank you, by the way, because uh, we were talking on the phone last night. I, I think that was part of it, too. Like you left the stadium and like, all right. Now we can play. We don't want to show Greg everything. He's you know, taking an Uber to the studio. He can listen to us, but we don't want to give it all away to Greg. Switch to Mojo. You're welcome, everyone. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. I mean, how many people left at halftime? You may have been close to the only one. I know they were looking at me like I was crazy. They're like, <laughs> they're like, you want to scan your ticket or you coming back? I was like, I'm going to work. <laughs> Which is cool. <laughs> that's that's pretty incredible. But no, like that feel like once we had a lead and that defense came back out and the rain started to pick up a bit, like the crowd, like the whole like atmosphere went up. You felt the momentum completely shift. And that defense, like I said, they were aggressive. They were getting after Trey. They weren't giving those receivers anything and they were flying downhill. That I have not seen. That was like inspiring effort. And if that carries over week to week, like you said, Greg, they're going to win games. They have no business doing so. And there's a game next week that a lot of people think they don't have any business winning that we'll talk about here towards the end of the show. But it looks like it's time for another quick break. And I have to tell you about Five Iron. Five Iron Golf, the nation's leading indoor golf and entertainment experience, now has three locations in Chicago, River North, 
The Loop, and Lincoln Park. Five Iron features the, the good vibes of golf, neon lights, and street art centered around TrackMan simulators, world-class instruction, custom club fitting, and a full bar and restaurant, making it a one-of-a-kind experience for golfers and non-golfers alike. Play around, take a lesson, join the league, or spice up your next date night. Go to fiveirongolf.com, that is fiveirongolf.com, to check it out. Fall leagues kick off on, well, actually today. And listeners, they can get 30% off those registration fees with promo code CHGO30. Maybe there are some late signups. You can check that out. Go to fiveirongolf.com slash leagues, and you can join as a team or as a free agent. If fall is just a little too soon for you to kind of round up your squad, here we go. Winter season is just around the corner, and a five iron is offering 30% off on that season as well. So the CHGO family isn't left out in the cold. The five iron leagues are built for players of every level. Hey, that means I can play because I'm like really bad at golf. Competitive and casual lovers of the game can enjoy eight weeks of fresh formats, drink specials, chances at winning weekly prizes, and of course, the national championship prize, a trip to Casa de Campo. That's pretty darn incredible. Jake, tell us more about Chi-Town Cornhole. Yeah, well, I'm not a great golfer either, but I'm a little bit better at bags. And, and when you're playing golf, you want to get the ball in the hole. When you're playing bags, you want to get your bag in the hole, right? So Chi-Town Custom Cornhole is the number one cornhole provider for Chicagoland and Illinois since 2007. Their signature box style design can be digitally printed, covered in vinyl, and painted. And the cornhole boards come with built-in drink holders, recessed on the back with LEDs that light up in the hole, the exterior handles for easy carrying and handcrafted scorekeepers, and it's veteran owned and operated. That's pretty cool. And they can ship anywhere, whether that's, uh, you know, anywhere in the U.S., I believe, and some local pickups. And they specialize in corporate designs for any of your company's next marketing or social event, weddings, wedding gifts, all occasions, especially for tailgaters and backyard barbecues, including the CHGO tailgate, which we told you about a little bit earlier in the show, go to allchgo.com for that. And you can see information where you can see one of these Chi-Town Cornhole custom boards that they built for us for CHGO at this tailgate. And uh, I think you're going to like playing on them. But Greg says he's going to beat you. So, you know, bring me away. Game, I guess, <laughs> I'll let you win, I guess. You know, <laughs> hey. Don't let anybody win. <laughs> yeah, like that's no fun, right? Like I don't even let my kid beat me in anything. Yet. I know. I'm setting that? myself up for failure here. I'm going to get, I, you know, I'm talking all this crap. Yep. And somebody's going to smoke me right out the gates and I'll never hear the end of I, it. I played Mark Carmen in ping pong earlier today for the first time. He's very good, so be careful. He's, he's challenging everybody. He's I got a torn meniscus, yeah. so I'm I'm staying away from that. But bag <laughs> is stationary, so I can, can, can handle that. There okay. you go. Do you have like little like spin on it and everything? Like, is it to that official degree? Like, I um, haven't gotten that myself. Yeah, see, you're either a spinner or a flopper, right? And I'm yeah, more I'm of a flop. I'm more of a flopper, but. You know, I got game. Same. I, I'm, I'm like I said, I could go all day talking, talking some crap, but I think I might be setting myself up for something. So maybe I should bite my lip a little. We'll find out in a couple of weeks exactly <laughs> what it's all about. Part right? of my game is talking a lot of crap because then I'll get in your head. You know, I, I learned that from Michael Jordan, you know, yes. Hey, yeah, trash, trash talk's big. It can. You're right. Like that is a legitimate factor in a game. lot of sports. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Let's get back into it. I'm Will DeWitt. You can find me on Twitter at Will DeWitt. My L's, they're ones. It's an 11. It's my lucky number and it works. And at Will DeWitt was actually taken with the actual L's. So I had to do something. Uh-huh. Uh, you got Greg Braggs over here, which is what? At G Braggs Jr. 23. Yes, sir. Making me want to like break out my suffix. Maybe one day. Yeah. Watch out. The fourth. Yeah. yeah. Three is my lucky number for sure. Hey, then we have eight uh, at Jake Flanagan, which I think we have like what? 520 followers. Like we got to get you to like to a thousand Huge. by the end of the Huge. season, Jake. Yeah. I'm a mediocre follower. <laughs> follow at best. It's not the, it's <laughs> Maybe not follower the, too. It's not the amount of your followers. It's the quality of them, Jake. And don't yeah. 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 So yeah, that you works. can go find us over there on the socials. Uh, if you are watching us and you haven't liked, you hit the like button yet. I've already told you, smash that thing. It takes one second. We move on. I don't have to keep saying it. Really appreciate it. But gentlemen, let's get this thing moving. And I just want to put yesterday's game and really just the context of like what's to come. Like, how much stock should we actually take into this win? Uh, when I see what they did yesterday, you know, I've mentioned really throughout the off season, like I feel to my gut that something special is actually being built here and brewing. And like, I'm not saying they're going to be quote great this year. Like Jay Collins at the Kool-Aid. <laughs> However, like I believe in Ryan Poles, I believe in Matt Eberflus. Like I think 
Poles is the right guy, like the architect, and Iberflus is the the guy to like lead the charge. I really do believe that in my soul. But when I see the Bears play as hard as they did, and that mental physical stamina that Coach Iberflus is mentioning, you see it out there like it's a real tangible thing that you can measure like on film and you watch it. And the team on top of it, I, you guys saw the photos from like the slip and slide and you saw them in the locker room. This team is having fun. And I have not seen a Chicago Bears team have fun and play hard and just be like one big group. And especially for a group that just came together in a very long time. So seeing all of that, guys, I don't know, it's making me feel some things uh, about this team. And we'll get to that. But how much stock should we take into this win? It's a really good 49ers team that we beat. But it's context is key, and I know it's you don't want to put the cart in front of the horse just yet. Greg, I know you're kind of like tempering some things about Justin. Are you kind of in the same boat overall about just this team and where it's heading or where it's at currently? No, I, I think that they have a real potential to surprise. I mean, I want to temper my feelings on how much growth he had in one game where you can point to a lot of mistakes in that regard. But overall, I – you know, obviously it goes without saying the first game is very important, but in the bears case, if you look at their schedule in its totality, it was a huge game for them to steal. And that was what they were going to have to do is steal the game. I picked them to win. Will you picked them to win. I think four of us in the, the, the experts, you know, of, uh, of CHGO, we picked them to win. And uh, so we're up on, we're up on a few of the guys, Will, which I like, I'm very competitive when it comes to that. Uh, but at the same time, uh, it was such a huge win because they play Green Bay here in Lambeau on Sunday night, and we've just had some tough times winning up there. They had to split these first two games, and that's why I keep saying they're playing with house money going into Sunday. They really couldn't be going into Lambeau in a better situation as far as feeling good about themselves and Green Bay kind of having to figure some things out after a tough loss in Minnesota where they didn't play all that well. So. You know, and then after that, you got the, you know, I was talking about the uh, last night when I was all gassed up from the win, yeah. but you've got the Texans and the Giants and the Vikings and the Commanders on Thursday night football. I know the Vikings played very well, but overall, those other games too, just those are games the Bears can win. Now, all of a sudden, you want to talk about buy-in to Eberflus and, and this whole new regime with Poles and Eberflus. Winning games is going to do a a, a big, you know, punch, shot in the arm for that. You know, if they're losing games, guys are going to start falling off the map of buying into the hits philosophy. But the more they win, the more this momentum builds. You've got this young, hungry team trying to prove themselves, and that could really become a snowball effect similar to what we saw in 2018. I mean, they got Khalil Mack right before the season started, but they weren't expected to be a good team. It snowballed into that. And they had winnable games in September and October that led to all of a sudden in November, we're playing huge games against the Rams on Sunday night football at Soldier Field. That very same thing dynamic could happen, could happen with this team. So I put huge stock into this win as far as the opportunity to surprise this year. Corey Wooten's got him at nine wins. Will has him at uh you know, above 500, right? I mean, I haven't had 11 was 11 my wins, even crazier. I mean, he's drinking, there's vodka in that Kool Aid. I no, no, it. no, I, I can't drink right now with my medication, <laughs> but I, I like the way but you I get it. I, you know, and that's what we've been talking about so much on Bears Twitter. And you got some fans that are very defensive about this team because they're like, they could see the light in what we're talking about right now. I mean, they got to get it done. We're all as fans writing checks that the players have to cash. But there is that possibility, but it started with stealing a game against the 49ers week one, and they did that. So props to them, and let's see where it goes. Hey, they steal a game week two in Lambeau. I might be booking tickets for the playoffs and stuff. Like, come on now. We, we, we all are going to start freaking out if they beat the Packers. Now, I saw this comment from Michael pop up, and I wanted to address it because he's telling us to kind of like pump the brakes a bit because the Bears played hard under Mark Tressman in his first three games too. Now, Trestman is an entirely different uh, situation because that season, if it happened, if he honestly, if he took over that team one year earlier, this could have been a whole different situation because really the downfall of Mark Trestman on top of his on a, inability to lead down the stretch, at least from my recollection, again, I was a little younger at the time, mm -hmm. but that offense 
second highest scoring offense in the league that year. It was just the defense fell off a cliff. They got old, and that's what happened. Like they played hard, sure, but they they didn't have the stamina. The Lance Briggs was falling apart. It just was a little too late for them to kind of like after all the years the defense had to carry the offense. Unfortunately, well, and that, and that team game. missed the playoffs the last two games of the year. They lost to the Packers on the Randall Cobb yep. touchdown at Soldier Field. So they were fighting for a division championship all the way until the very last game of the year. If we're fighting for a division championship all the way to the last game of this year, we will take that. So, uh, you know, we are, I'm, I get the pump the break sentiment, but at the same time, there is an opportunity to stack some early wins and make this a competitive season going into October and November. And that's what you want for a young team. Now, of course, we mentioned Green Bay is coming up. Big game. Greg and I were on the phone yesterday on my drive back, and he was telling me all about this fight uh, between Rodgers and Christian Watson. See, I did a little more research about that today, and I couldn't find it. So now I'm like, I'm pulling back on this report because I saw it on Twitter. Then I was talking to a friend this morning about it, and I was trying to search around for like more details on it, and I couldn't even find the original tweet where I Mm. read that. So Let's just okay, wipe that whole thought away and we can, we can, Hey, we can just, uh, you know, Hey, put some propaganda out there and, and no, cause no. some divisiveness between the Packers if we'd like, but I did not find that official report, but you okay. know, knowing Rogers, I'm sure he was extremely frustrated with Christian Watson dropping a wide open touchdown pass, especially when you consider uh, some of the comments coming out of training camp about these wide receivers needing to get, get going. So, uh, I did not see that though. So I, I tried to research that a little more today and couldn't find it. Uh, I appreciate you double checking that. I, again, I just watched like highlights of that game and they didn't show it, but to me, that didn't mean it didn't happen. It is NFL right. network and they have their own biases and maybe they were just going to hide it too. Uh, Jake green Bay. Would you, what scares you more a pissed off Aaron Rodgers coming off a loss with some frustration or them maybe coasting against the Vikings and, you know, playing in all cylinders. Cause like both, are kind of like damning, at least in our our experience playing this man. But what would scare you most? Because obviously we know our current situation, but is it the ideal one? Yeah, Green Bay sucks, but they usually don't against the Bears. That's that's <laughs> what sucks about being a Bears fan. And you know, Greg mentioned that that Randall Cobb catch and and the Packers won the division. I was at that game. I was actually helping cover that game with the legendary rest in peace John Moon Mullen. And that, you know, that one was crazy seeing the Packers get the division championship hats in the locker room and just celebrating there at Soldier Field, just crazy. Um, But yeah, for this Packers team, I kind of feel a little bit like how this week one game was for the 49ers, where did you want the 49ers later in the season or did you want them week one where Lance doesn't have it together, uh, Kittle's hurt, whatever. I feel the same way about the Packers. Like, I'm not saying the Bears are for sure going to win this game. I don't think anyone's saying that. And it's Aaron Rodgers. He's, you know, a Hall of Fame quarterback. But if you're going to get the Packers, I think it's it's here at the beginning of the season. They're figuring things out. They're not protecting very well. And they don't have a lot of great options. Their defense is probably going to be okay. We, we've got we've to just count on that. But I, I, li- I like the Bears' chances a lot better than, you know, I typically would or maybe um, – if we were getting them a few weeks from now, I'll just, right. I'll just say that. And you know, we're going to play them again, but I'm just, it's I'm not just when going. you play it. It's who you play. It's when you play them. Right. And it, yeah. yeah, what would you have rather had? I mean, them lose and that's what we're going into playing a Packers team that just lost. Or if they'd won 48 to nothing against the Vikings, we'd be singing right. a different tune right now. So if you're going to pick how you want to play this team, it's yeah, it's them questioning themselves and still trying to figure things out. Yeah. And everyone I, I remembers want last year. Everyone remembers last year, week one, Packers just fell flat on their face. And then what happened from then then on out, they were pretty damn good. So that's why I think it's important that we, you know, we don't get too ahead of ourselves here and, and, oh, I'm and act like the Packers are done. But uh, <laughs> yeah, sorry, we'll go ahead. What were you saying? Oh, you're good. I was just saying I would play them with some doubts. And honestly, this is like the second game where Rodgers has to figure out life without Devontae Adams. I think that's still a huge Lost for yes. that offense that, you know, they try, they got some young guys and they're hoping that Rogers is the guy that can like overcome that talent gap. But Devonta Adams is a special talent and you just don't replace someone like him. Uh, so that's going to help this bears team. Greg, actually a question that came to my mind and it's a super serious one, but how many sacks against Aaron Rodgers does Dom Rob need to have in order for him to jump the queue for your Jersey buying over Jaquan Brisker? 
Oh, wow. Three sacks. Three. Okay. Yeah, you three. had that number already set in stone. You knew well, you were thinking I mean, about it. a sack and a half, and really it could have been two sacks because Roquan kind of jumped in at the last second <laughs> on his half sack, and I think Dom Rob would have had him down at that point, so he would have had two. So he's capable. I'm expecting two, Dom Rob. I need two more. Two a game. That's not too much. How many total before. sacks did the Bears have this, this last game? Just that uh, two total, two, if I right? remember right. correctly. So how- are the Bears going to have more or less sacks against the Packers than they had against the 49ers? God, what do you guys think? More. I'm saying more because yeah. the hope, knock on wood, the field conditions are going to allow these pass rushers to actually get after the quarterback uh, a little bit quicker. And that offense line from the Packers, based off what I saw, and again, I haven't dove deep into them yet. That's actually what I'm beginning tomorrow. Uh, but it looked a little porous to me. And uh, Bakhtiari didn't play for the Packers, right? That's right. That helps. And That's so right. will he play week two? I know he was like getting close. Uh, so yeah, it'll be interesting. I mean, it's a lot to ask for, for a, a rookie D end who once came into college as a wide receiver, a quarterback and wide receiver. And now he's a pass rusher. I think that's just an insane um, evolution for a player. You never see that, you know, I mean, you'll see a guy go from quarterback to wide receiver or you know, cornerback, something like that, but to be going to college, be, to be a quarterback and end up a D end in the national football league. That's insane. So uh, yeah, I, I'm, I'm going to put it at three for him to jump my brisker hype, but I have to agree with what you were saying earlier in the game or earlier in this show about, you know, as far as who was the best young player. I mean, it was Dom. as much as I love brisker, it was Dom Rob. He had yep. Dom Rob. It had to be, he had to be one of the 90% guys that Eberflus spoke to earlier in the uh, press conference earlier today. Yeah, no, Dom Rob, uh, just so impressive. And again, King pulls with this draft class. <laughs> and I think, too, like these free agents that he picked up for not a lot of money, but they fit what the Bears are all about, what they're building. And they're going to, uh, what I've said all offseason, I think it's already proving true, is that they're going to play their roles well. And that's really all you need to ask out of them right now. And to get the Bears entering next season, they're going to have the most cap space. So they can spend whatever they need if they think if they think they're close and they need a few missing pieces and they're there They'll go get him. But also, I do believe in Ryan Poles enough to know, like, hey, if this isn't the guy, he's in, he isn't just going to go spend the money because he hasn't. He's going to be very deliberate and calculated. But for him to come into the situation that he did, an old aging roster, not a lot of cap capital, not a lot of draft capital. And for him to turn this roster around to make it young, inspired, it's youthful, it's driven. And you have a lot of guys who are on these like reclamation projects where they're trying to like resurrect their careers. It's a great breeding ground for uh, a team that plays to the level that we saw yesterday and all the elements, uh, whether it be the intensity or the smarts or just the willingness to fight back and come away with a victory. And that's just having that. And I said it yesterday, I think how the game went on really, I think could have been best case scenario for the bears for them to learn more about themselves throughout the process, throughout some of those growing pains, instead of it being something easy and cruising and getting maybe a little bit of too much, uh, you know, self-confidence above where they're currently, you know, should be, this is going to allow them to stay humble, hungry and knowing there's still work to be done. But when we come together and we stick together, we can come out and win ball games. And I think that is going to loom large for the bears moving forward and allow them as Greg said, to win some of these games that they really should have no business winning. And I think that's huge. Any final thoughts, Jake, before we wrap up? I think you hit it on the, the head there. You know, belief is a powerful thing. And and when the Bears believe and the fans believe and the city believes, then anything is possible. And and that's kind of the mindset right now. And, and there's no better feeling than going into Packers week like we are right now, coming off of a – uh, an upset win in week one. And, and I cannot imagine the feeling a week from now, if the bears are two and Oh, I'll be off my rocker. <laughs> right. yeah. Oh God. Don't, don't get me in that headspace just yet, Jake. We have a long <laughs> week to get to that point. All right. Send us home, Greg. Yeah. You know, um, moment, like, you know, we're talking about, you know, momentum can be a hell of a drug and uh, the bears are building it right now. And if, you know, who knows? It's going to be a long Packer week waiting for Sunday night football, waiting all day during the NFL slate to play on Sunday night. But I love primetime games. I know some people don't. I do. It's an opportunity to show the world what you're all about. 
And that's what Justin Fields, you know, against the Green Bay Packers, our division rivals, you know, they've had our number last year, you know, a tough scene at, at Soldier Field with Rodgers telling us how much he owns us. It'd be nice to, you know, pay that back. And, uh, you know, it's I, I'm totally in on Matt Eberflus, you know, coming from the previous coaching staff who will remain nameless for today. So I don't have to fill the the jar. Uh, he was talking about adjust, adapt, and overcome. And if you want to talk about a mentality and a totally different philosophy from what we've seen adapting into the, into, you know, not just in from halftime to the second half, but series to series. I love seeing that the penalties low three penalties for 26 yards, disciplined football team. So there's just so much to be excited about field still has a lot more room to get better in and, you know, had some really impressive moments in that win, but it's just exciting as a bears fan for our first game to have such an iconic moment. The, the, the QB slide, you get the shirt now to commemorate the moment. Uh, it's just an exciting time right now to get to see Will and I were talking a few weeks ago and it was like, you know, hopefully the bears can, can bring us some positive vibes and they're already doing that. So uh, this is an exciting time to be a Chicago Bears fan. It's an exciting time to get on with CHGO. So excited to continue to do this week to week with you guys. To the moon? To the damn moon, Mark Carmen. <laughs> Love it. All right. So we'll keep these good vibes rolling again for Jake Flanagan, Greg Bregg Jr. Uh, I'm Will DeWitt the fourth, by the way, if I want to go with my government name. Smash that like button. Rate and review this podcast on Apple Podcasts. Hope you like this evening edition of the CCO Bears podcast. We'll be doing another one on Thursday with maybe some slightly different framing. We're figuring some things out, but I look forward to being back on Thursday during the day with Nicholas Moriano for our weekly game preview. But until then, bear down, Chicago.